0: News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland. Driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.
1: I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, Dermot Usher. He's the owner of Cork City Football Club and he's a non-executive director with Sonas Bathrooms. Dermot, you're very welcome to the programme. Now we like to go back a little bit in time here. I want to bring you back to the early days in Rat Farnham. You went to school and turned your college. Um, I think you did a an internship um, as a runner in a an animation studio. But you, it was always to be the family business. Is that right? Uh-
0: Good morning, Bobby. First of all, yeah, <laughs> not necessarily. I think um, I think circumstances led to that. Um, my I think when I when I left school, I probably didn't have a huge appetite to go to college. I was probably a little bit, won't say lost, but I, I you know I probably hadn't found my feet yet. Yeah, um, probably as a person, individual, as regards what, exactly what I wanted to do, um, and I. I did a few jobs, certainly, you know, I became a runner in a animation studio working on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Good. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. it sounds it's, it's good. And do you know what? It was really, it was a lot of fun at the time. Yeah. I would have been probably just 18, 19 then. Um, and then I moved on and did a, f- a few other odd, odd jobs over the years. Um, would have been a sales rep, um, probably into, into my early 20s. And then unfortunately, my dad got sick and uh, when I was 21. And uh, I said to him, look, do you want me to come in and give you a dig out and work? And he said, yeah. So uh, I the job that I was in and, and went in to work for, work for my dad.
1: And did you work
0: in there with your brother? Was that right? Yeah, so my brother was there as well. He was my, there already yeah, when yeah. you arrived? Yeah, my brother's a qualified plumber so it, it worked quite well And that, you know, he looked after all the technical side of the business and okay. quality controls and then I looked after all the, the sales, marketing and the, the finance of
1: it. And how long was that business going when you came in age 23 odd? Uh, how long had your father well, had that business? Well, I, I was
0: 21 when I first came in yeah. and then unfortunately my dad died when I was 23 so my, my dad would have started Business, I think back in 1978, okay, and it would have been very much a traditional at that time, uh, you know, distributor of branded products into retail shops. Okay, that, that's what that's what he used to do. So Twyford Bathrooms for example, was was his major brand, um, and then six months before he died, around about that, uh, that agency was given away to another company. Um, so for my dad, obviously it was a huge disappointment. But um, I think he had bigger things on his mind at, yeah. that, at that at that moment. Probably for myself and my brother, when we look back, it was probably a good thing. Um, um, I think we got out of an agency agreement um, and we were able, it allowed us to start with a little bit of cash. Um, we had obviously an existing customer base and we, we started with three products. Right. We had one range of shower trays, we had a range of bathroom accessory and we used to convert baths into like purple baths, jacuzzi systems. And that, that was what we started with. Wow. I think uh, there was myself, um, this, and this would have happened, say, just after my dad died, there would have been myself, my brother and a girl in the office, Sharon. And... Um, we, uh, we started up again, and it was it was I think first year turnover would have been equivalent of about three hundred thousand euro at the time, and uh, we, we that's how, that's what that's what we did.
1: And you and again I'll say it because you're uh, too modest to say it. You built that business to a fifty million turnover uh, from those early three hundred grand days. Yeah, we
0: did, and we were we were you know there was a there was a journey along that way, and I think you know certainly we had gone from three hundred thousand to up to maybe two or three million at one point, and then we had to make a few. decisions Decisions as regards what the next phase of the business. Being, uh, if I've been truthful about myself, there was probably a period of time in my life, in my early 30s, where uh, my dad's death came back to, to probably to haunt me. and I right. probably need to go and get some support for myself. Um, and I was going from having blank diaries to getting myself sorted to having full diary. And the business went from, I think, 3 million euro to 21 million in five years. Purely because my head was back in the game again. Amazing, um,
1: yeah. And, and you, you say that the business was founded on an agency. What did you did you start getting your own products made then, or at what stage? Yeah,
0: n- did you not, do that? Not straight away. We actually took the, the we, we actually <laughs> started selling the Twyford product again. Oh, did you? <laughs> we well. did. Um, and look, you know, we probably we we used their brand to build our own brand. Being truthful, um, and over the years, but now in the last probably. The last since you know there was a private equity investment come into the business in twenty seventeen. But before that, we I, I probably about eighteen years ago I started I created the sonus brand. Um and the whole idea was to create our own, pro- our own range of product that was yeah. like, unique to ourselves. Um, when, always when you're selling somebody else's products, there's always their margin as well. Well, and I was yeah. going to
1: ask you about that because the sort of fickle nature of an agency mm. or a distribution agreement, like you're never really in control of your own business no. if that's the fundamental model. Exactly,
0: and I suppose that's the bit, and that's where we have gotten to now with Sunnis, mm. where it's now, Pretty all our product is exclusively Sonus branded, designed. So it's now a situation where we are you know, we designed, we create our own product, um, and then we like we behave like a you know we're a manufacturer. We and we get the product manufactured anywhere across the world, wherever the best factory for us to get it
1: supplied. Right. That's it. And what about the range of products? How many products would be in the Sonus range? Oh, i i I'm two years. I've retired out of the business day
0: to day. There's probably. You couple of thousand Is there? I would say so yeah wow. um and it's look but it's really developed and even you know even since I've stepped back they've gone to a different level again like yeah. it's it's fantastic and I think that's the beauty for me that you know the 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 probably the role that I would have had within the business um, would have been very much a sales, you know, marketing, but on the buying side of the business as well. Um, And then a guy called Jare Fahey came into the business and he just took it to another level. Isn't it great to see that? Oh, absolutely. That that,
1: that, that, that a business can get re-energised. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I know you're still involved at a a level, you keep probably keep an eye on things and all that. But the future of that business now, um, is it just, and I presume, I presume there was challenging years around the recession and all that because you would have been you would have gone up and down with the building trade
0: yeah we would have been at the height of probably back in 2007 2008 we'd been doing about 21 million turnover that dropped then down to 16 14 12 10 10 10 and then we but we we always we were always quite conservative probably in what we did and it probably stood to us um, a little bit that we were always you know always had a bit of money in the bank and we could I won't say we could pretty much ride out what came along, but once we saw we began to see then a few green shoots emerging um and we start we invested really heavily back into the business and that was heavily back into new products, stock innovation, um, and then obviously showroom. You know, so and then and then salespeople as well, and we in particular we went after the new house build market. So our our the route to market for the business has always been invoiced through a retail shop. Yeah. But We all, but we but we very much back sell all the time. So we have a direct sales team on the road calling on pretty much every con- contractor. Just anybody anybody's building a house, any big refurb, you know, interior designers, architects. You know, we we have a relationship with those yeah. people, and we're driving the spec as much as we possibly can. Yeah,
1: it's right? really interesting. Now I want to come move on to the uh, Cork City Football Club because you're you're an interesting character as as the owner uh, of Cork City Football Club for a man who never played football in his life and never played with any club I have to know how did this all come about
0: This all came about uh, <laughs> there's probably been two major events in my life which have Led me to different situations. So the first, obviously, was my, my my dad passing away, leading me to get involved with with the bathroom end of it, and then my marriage split up about fourteen years ago. Right. And you might say, well, how the hell did that get get me buying a football club? And I suppose I had my my two lads, I have two boys, Sean and David. They're twenty two and twenty now, but they they were eight and six at the time, and uh, they stayed with me on a Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, and every Friday night I was there, right. What am I going to do with you two guys? And we got into the habit of, said, right, we go to a League of Ireland match. And uh, that became our ritual. And still to this day, we still do the same thing. We go for dinner, we go to the match, we go to the drive home.
1: So yeah. it's interesting that it was about physically going to the match, yes, rather than you know watching the Premiership on TV or whatever it was. So it was a family event that very, you went with the two lads, very much, and you so. did it
0: every week, very much so. And I think to, to credit my, uh, Mairead, my 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 my, uh, my ex wife, that you know at the time when we split up, she, I remember she gave me a book called Helping Children Cope with Divorce, and one of the last lines in the book was really important to do things with your children, not for your children. Yeah. So that was that was one line that I just. and that is for me it was really important once a week I just spend that time no phones we're doing something together we're having a bite to eat we're having the drive in the car we have the chats we're checking in with each other and that one time a week is actually enough, you yeah. know, um, and everything else can fit in around that. But it's it's it was really really important for a long long time, that's, and it's still very important.
1: Yeah, no, that's really interesting. So then, when when did you decide? Obviously, okay, you're interested in football. It's great. You're doing it with the kids. When did you actually decide? Maybe I'll get into this from a business perspective.
0: Look, I think I got involved with. Uh, there was a good pal of mine was the the manager of Bray Wanderers, uh, number of years ago. Mick Hook. I was actually at a match with Mick last night, and uh, Mick was. Man- just taking over managing Bray Wanderers, and he asked me would I come in to sponsor the team. So I said, "Yeah, sure, let's let's do this." And uh, certainly for Son's bathrooms, it was a brand uh, opportunity, a branding and marketing exercise mm. at the time. And then for myself, I just got hooked in, yeah. I got sucked into it. I saw, um, you know, I suppose that you buy in emotionally to the to the club um certainly I did at the time um and I was there for a, for a couple of years but I was also there at the time saying you know what this could be done probably a little bit better um and I I went away and I wasn't in a certainly wasn't in a position at that time to make any sort of uh, investment in a football club Um, but as time went on obviously the sale of the Sunnis business back in 2017 this private equity investment came in and at that moment said right okay this is something of interest and from that moment I went to have conversations both with people in the FAI, people in other a number of other League of Ireland clubs. And I spent probably two, three years building up a picture of what does a League of Ireland football club look at. And uh, I found in that journey was really quite interesting. Yeah, I'm and sure I it was. My, my interest is really about the whole strategic part of well, why do clubs work? Why do, not, why do football clubs not work? Um, the investment that's required. And My, my initial my investment that I was always initially thinking of was to get involved maybe with a club with a view to getting involved with maybe four or five other lads or ladies or whatever and having a Putting some money in and having a bit of fun with something—that was the original like
1: intention. Like buying a horse. Well, you not allowed? quite buying a horse, but it's yeah,
0: <laughs> but it's but certainly on the the buying the football club. You know that that was the intention where we could do something. There was a business element to it, which I always enjoy, and then there's a sport element to it, which I enjoy too.
1: And what I'd be right in saying, to with that League of Ireland and its its business history is has been fairly precarious. Clubs have come, they've gone, they've been bailed out. There's been all sorts of stories over the years. Yeah, that's kind of the nature of the beast.
0: It is, um, and I think, and obviously Cork City has had that history too. But I think when you actually understand the numbers um, and actually be able to st- take really, really study the numbers like for the opportunity for with Cork City for me, that came about last year because I got approached by the FAI to see would I be interested in having a look at Cork City and I said absolutely and had a couple of conversations and because I had done my due diligence everywhere else, yeah. I, I know what, one and one is two, I suppose. Yeah. And I saw what the opportunity was. And certainly for for Cork City, you know, there's a huge opportunity to do it, you know, obviously from the size of the club, the existing fan base that's there, the amount of, uh, the size of the stadium, you know, we can the capacity is 7,000. There's a lot of, that's probably in for a lot of other clubs, bar maybe Rovers or whatever. A lot of the other clubs, even bows only have capacity for maybe three and a half to 4,000 at the moment. So there's an opportunity there to grow into a stadium. Uh, you're talking about with no disrespect, the Gove is sort of one club, one city. So you've got a full county there to go after yeah. marketing-wise. Uh, there's a really, really strong business community in in, in Cork, um, and there's an established fan
1: base. How important would a seven thousand-seater stadium? How important? Are the gate receipts are oh, massive and massive. also then managing the wage costs that you know so they're the they're the big ins and outs they are they? they are
0: yeah, yeah. And the, the the biggest um probably income stream at the moment is certainly as regards uh payroll uh sorry is, is, is as regards uh bums on seats that that's the major one um and that's my plan going forward just to, is to try and obviously grow that and put as much f- fan facilities into place there's some things happening this year but the plan then next year will be bigger and better again
1: that's great well listen well done to you. I think it's really good to hear uh, from running a successful business for all the years and now uh, coming into a sport you love at a business level. I don't want to end on a negative note Dermot but I, I do know Four uh, 0 last night. Were you disappointed? Uh,
0: yeah, I think you know the answer to <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, wasn't the best result for us. But look, we'll, 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 we've uh, we we've we've a match on Monday against Dundalk, so hopefully we can kick on again from there.
1: Get back in the horse, as exactly. they say. Dermot exactly. Usher, owner of Cork City Football Club and non-executive director with Sonus Bathrooms. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks,
0: Bobby.